This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Welcome to the Joy of Living Creatively. My name is Eric Maisel and I'd like to guide you through a nine-episode series that examines the relationship between creativity and addiction and that presents a first-ever recovery program for creative people. I hope that you'll share these episodes with your creative friends who may be suffering from an addiction or who may be worried about their addictive tendencies. For a more complete examination of this subject, please take a look at my new book, co-authored with the addiction specialist Dr. Susan Rayburn called Creative Recovery, a complete addiction treatment program that uses your natural creativity. It's just been released from Shambhala Books and is available now from Amazon and other booksellers. Today's episode is the sixth in the series. It's called Creating as Replacement Activity. Let's begin. Creating is not a complete solution to recovering from an addiction. You can write beautifully and write a lot and still be a practicing alcoholic. You can play the saxophone like a tireless virtuoso and still be hooked on heroin. Creating is neither the litmus test that proves your wellness nor the key to addiction recovery. The litmus test is actual recovery and actual mental and emotional health. Indeed, many of the realities of the creative process threaten recovery. If the novel you are working on frustrates you, that frustration threatens your recovery. If you recommit to an acting career but fail to land any interesting roles, that disappointment threatens your recovery. If you rev up your engine in the service of your latest painting and start pouring buckets of adrenaline through your system, that revved up energy threatens your recovery. Creating can be dangerous. Nevertheless, creating is also a key to recovery. It is a danger that a creative person must risk. Insofar as creating is one of the truest expressions of your individuality and one of the surest ways to manifest your potential, to give up creating for the sake of a perfectly risk-free recovery is to give up too much. If the choice were between recovery and creativity, you might have to opt for recovery. But that isn't the choice. You can have both recovery and creativity, just so long as you work the steps we suggest and approach your creating in a more mindful way. As you live your life in recovery, one of your jobs is to engage in activities that replace the activities associated with your addiction. Previously, you spent six hours every night at the bar. Now, what will you do? Previously, you spent every waking hour compulsively looking for sex. Now, what will you do? Finding meaningful replacement activities is one of a recovering addict's hardest challenges as it will not satisfy him to merely plunk himself down in front of the television set 
or veer in the direction of some new harmful obsession. One of the satisfactory things he can do is to use creating as his signature replacement strategy. The Canadian painter Robert Jen explained, quote, Replacement units can be tailor-made to the previous addiction. A cigarette, for example, burns down in about eight minutes. The idea is to make eight-minute poems, paintings, or whatever. These units can be repeated in about the same frequency and timing as the previous addiction. This is habit management, and it can be a lot of fun. It's important not to give yourself time to think. A bad habit is simply re replaced by a good one. Materials at hand are the only prerequisite. Freshly squeezed paint, that sort of thing. This system is called CAR, Creative Addiction Replacement. It's a proactive way to keep the mind from the depressing stuff. Like pulling a cigarette out of a packet and lighting up, it requires an action without a lot of thought." Unquote. In order for this replacement strategy to work, you need to get into the kind of relationship to creating that allows you to move right to creating without a lot of resistance. If you have a lifetime habit of resistance and blockage, and have done relatively little creating up to this point, then this replacement strategy will prove just another frustration. If, for instance, you've never found it easy to write every day, it is unlikely that you will suddenly find it easy to write for eight minutes many times a day. Still, the neatness and simplicity of the idea of replacing addiction-related behaviors with creativity-related behaviors may even help with your resistance and blockage. You are not asking yourself to produce great art, but simply replacing an unwanted behavior with a wanted one. You should approach these replacement stints with a certain cool attitude rather than with the white-hot passion that signals that you have put yourself in overdrive. In early recovery especially, care has to be taken to avoid obsessions, anxiety, and frustration. The line to walk here is delicate. You want to feel excited about your creative work. To feel otherwise is to court apathy and depression. At the same time, you don't want to push yourself in ways that court danger. The phrases cool excitement and measured intensity capture something of this idea, that there is a way to be that allows you to love your creative work while at the same time not racing yourself along so fast that you need the bottle, the pill, or the wager to come down. Practice replacing one of your addictive behaviors with a, quote, equal amount, unquote, of creating. First, think through what this will mean. For instance, are you going to replace every single urge to smoke with eight minutes of writing or painting? Or are you going to engage in creative replacement only a handful of times each day? Get a clear picture in mind. Then, begin to substitute creative stints for your addictive behaviors. That ends today's show. I hope you enjoyed it and found it useful. Please tune in next week for another episode of The Joy of Living Creatively. If you subscribe to The Joy of Living Creatively, you won't miss a single episode. To subscribe, please visit personallifemedia.com or look for The Joy of Living Creatively in iTunes. If you found today's episode useful, I hope that you purchase your own copy of Creative Recovery, available now from Amazon and other booksellers. 
and I hope that you'll visit my website to learn more about my books and services. To visit, please head over to ericmazel.com. That's E-R-I-C-M-A-I-S-E-L.com. Thank you for listening. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. 